0: Terry for breakfast catch up on Triple
1: M and a terrible tragedy yesterday at the Gap, one of our hotspots uh, here in Alberty, and having a chat now with Superintendent Dominic Wood from Great Southern Police. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Terry. Good morning to your listeners,
1: Superintendent. This came as a bit of a surprise for you yesterday when you received the call that there was uh, an emergency at the. Uh,
0: yeah, it was for me. Uh, you know, I've been down here three years now, and um, you know we don't ha- we haven't had certainly in my time anything at the Gap. Uh, along these lines of course it's quite topical at the moment we've had a number of fishermen that, that have that have been washed off the rocks in the in the last few years since we've been down here and and that's been talked about quite a lot in the media quite rightly but yeah i was quite surprised when i heard about uh this incident somebody's uh, gone off at the gap it just wasn't expected and uh yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock mm.
1: now uh once again uh well done to our first responders they were pretty quick on the scene so the alarm was raised about 2 30 yesterday emergency crews were there st john ambulance uh, the police force and uh, also D first were along as well, so mm. a pretty quick response.
0: It, look it was, and I, and I was extremely impressed, and I'm not just saying that, uh, you know, I, I got the call around uh, three, maybe just before, just after three, uh, I got down there uh, pretty pretty quickly um, and already the the um, volunteer marine search and rescue boat was, was out in the water conducting a search. Um, and in my, my hat off to those guys. They're all volunteers, you know, um, do a fantastic job. And it's uh, quite a traumatic job that they have to do as well. And as I say, they're all volunteers. But again, uh, the ambulance crews were down there. Uh, my officers were down there. And um, it was a great response and, and tragic circumstances.
1: So it must have been a horrible incident uh, for witnesses to to see a young man uh, falling to his death. Uh, It's believed that there were a few people with him at the time of uh, the accident.
0: Yeah, there were. And, of course, look, obviously our thoughts go to this young man's family. Um, We're in the process of working through that now just to make sure that we can notify all family members. Um, But equally, our thoughts are... It must have been horrible. Uh, Our thoughts are with um, his friends that were with him um, at the time, and there were other... Members of the public that were on the, um, the the platform, the new platform at the Gap, there, so so they witnessed this tragic event, and uh, so pretty horrible for them. Um, so yeah, our thoughts go to, to everybody. It was it's a horrible thing to be involved with, to have to witness, and and uh, horrible for his friends and, and of course his family.
1: Yeah, there's been um, six deaths and at least five serious incidents at the Gap since uh, 1973. There was one rescue back in 1978 when uh, a tourist, Stephen Matthews, was swept into the ocean near the Natural Bridge. Now. Mm that time he was rescued by chains two That's after right. nearly two hours in rough water so we haven't had a lot of incidents there in recent years have we
0: no like i say i've, I've been here three years now we've had nothing at the gap that i i, I can recall um i don't know uh, before then you know how long there's been a a, um, a period where we've we've had an incident but yeah you're right this, the 1978 one is, is well documented well known by the locals mm, quite an incredible rescue story
1: and uh, in recent months I mean we've had a, a couple of uh, accidents already um, Sam Roth uh, drowned mm. near the deep and also uh, two uh, fishermen were swept off rocks at salmon holes so mm. uh, unfortunately another tragedy locally ah uh,
0: it's look it's so sad it, we, we have um, look the coastline that we have down here and Albany is is um, more and more people are coming to Albany and this Coastline, it's a beautiful part of the world, and people are drawn to this this coastline. Uh, and why not? It's it's sensational down here. Uh, and and unfortunately, because you're going to get people that are drawn to beautiful tourist spots and beautiful locations like that, it, it, there are going to be times when, when tragedy happens. And yes, as many people know, and, and all the locals will say to me, and from what you see on Facebook and social media, is that it's a beautiful coastline, but it can be dangerous.
1: Light Opera and Theatre Company is presenting Little Shop of Horrors. The season's going pretty well. I believe there's about five shows left, so get your tickets at the website paperbarks.com.au or you can see Paperbark Merchants on York Street. And right now, joining us is The Urchins from The Little Shop of Horrors. So with us today, I've got Jen, Rachel, Molly and Susie. Hello. Hello, Hello, Jerry. Jerry. (laughs) Big cast this morning. Now, you've got one extra outside, but she decided to be a late scratching.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's the tiny human. (laughs) She's an honorary urchin.
1: Tell us about The Urchins and, and your role in Little Shop of Horrors.
2: Uh, We're the storytellers. I guess we feature in almost every scene Um, and we are the only ones in the whole show who seem to really know what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, and we kind of feature from opening to finish. Mm. Whereas everybody else in the show kind of goes along not really understanding that the world's been taken over by carnivorous plants.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But carnivorous plants that uh, make business owners lots of money.
2: Yes. yes, and the urchins. And yeah, we do. we so make then, lots of money out of it. Yeah. We're quite happy Excellent. About yeah. <laughs> so, what's the rea-
1: what's the reaction been like uh, from the from the crowd so far? You've been getting some uh, decent audiences down there.
2: We have. Um, it's yeah. been fantastic. Uh, we came out the first night. We were kind of expecting it to be pretty quiet, and I mm. think they were three quarters sold out. So yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's been, been really good. good. Because it was a little a bit unknown.
1: Time. This one wasn't it? We've had in the past. We've had Mary Poppins. We've also had Spamalot, which. Uh, a pretty well-known titles, but Little Shop of Horrors, uh, you weren't quite sure how it was going to go.
2: No, and um, it's not the most conservative of movies, so uh, it was a... <laughs> they don't hold back, do they? No, no. Um, <laughs> and people were getting confused with this and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, so yeah. we had a few people coming down. Oh, I was it? I was expecting kind of bass and fishnet tights. It's not the right show. <laughs> not the right show.
1: No. <laughs> I did see some tights during the show. Weird.
2: Do we wear stockings? Stockings. Oh, but not stocking. oh we wear stockings, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. 1960s. <laughs> based in the 60s. We're
1: yeah. wearing stockings. So five shows left. So uh, tonight, tomorrow, you got a couple of matinees thrown in as well?
2: One matinee this Sunday at yep. 2 o'clock. And then next Friday, Saturday nights, and then it's all over. I can't believe it. Excellent.
1: Home straight. Yes. Yeah. All right, we've got the urchins in from uh, the Little Shop of Horrors. Now, we couldn't get you in without uh, doing a quick song. So uh, would you care to do some honours for us? We
2: asked very early Not for this. problem. We'll <laughs> get our notes. I'll just,
3: just, just get getting little... our notes.
2: One, two, three, four. Little shop, little shop of horrors, little shop. Little shop terror, call the cup. Little shop of horrors, no, oh, oh, no. Little shop, little shop of horrors, bap, Little shop of terror, watch him drop.
0: Little shop of horrors, no,
2: oh, oh, no. Jing-a-ling, shing a Shang-a-lang, shang, shang-a-lang, In the air, yeah, 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 yeah la stop right where you are Don't you, you move, a move a thing
3: You better, You
2: better, telling you you better Tell your mama something's gonna get her She better, everybody better be well Oh, for that. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: much uh, caffeine did you need to pump up this I haven't
2: <laughs> I had, had any cut. yet.
1: The urchins and uh, little shop of horrors, uh, you can catch them tonight and this weekend down at the Port Theatre. Uh, it's been a great season so far, so uh, support local theatre. Grab those tickets from Paperbark Merchants on York Street or paperbarks.com.au. Jen, Rachel, Molly and Susie, thank you so much for coming in.
2: Thanks, thank Terry, for you. having us.
3: you
1: very much. End of the week, so we bring him in, the man that is across everything happening locally from the Alvary Advertiser editor, John Dobson. Dobbo, good morning. Good morning, Terry. Gee, we've had some fine weather,
4: but uh, unfortunately we uh, haven't seen much rain. No, great weather this week and forecast for the next six or seven days is clear skies and 20, 21 degrees. A bit chilly overnight in the mornings, um, but it's great news for tourists and those wanted to get out and about, but not good news for farmers further inland. Um, no, Albany's recorded 19 mils this month, which the average is for, for maize about 90. So half, almost halfway through the months to get that um, up to 90. We need a lot of rain. I don't think that will happen. It's been a dry start to the year and the farmers are trying to seed and they need that rain in the next week or so. So fingers crossed um, there is some rain forecast in about seven or eight days. Hopefully it gets inland and they get that um, downpour they need.
1: John Dobson here with us, editor of the Albany Advertiser. John, yesterday in the paper, uh, front page story, uh, the police investigation uh, has concluded into speeding fines incorrectly issued to motorists. Um, Now, this is in relation to a stretch of road, Albany Highway, uh, where there's some roadworks happening. There was plenty of confusion about, wasn't
4: there? Absolutely. This all came out uh, from a report by the Albany Advertiser. Last year, late last year, uh, a speed camera operator was let off with a caution for speeding in that zone because he said the, the signage was um, incorrect and uh, one of the signs had blown over in the wind, which Main Road's disputed, but uh, a police internal investigation um, cleared the officers of any um, fault there and and um, so the speed camera operator didn't have to pay any infringement. They've reviewed all the other infringements issued during that period. So over the that long weekend, uh, there was six issued. They've all been cleared now. And there was also 38 over the three months that road works was in place, just north of Cojan up, you'd know there was a detour through a paddock and lots Very of- Very confusing out there. It was, yeah. And this uh, main road's still stand by that the signage was okay. But uh, so the police will uh, reimburse 38 infringements. I'm not sure what the total cost is. We're trying to find that out. Um, but people probably could have lost their license and now get that back. And and there's also, I suppose, uh, cause for them to look at lost income as well, if they've lost their job because they lost their, their, their uh, income as well. So it's a bit of a farce really that but um, sp- the speed gun were there, the police were there recording speeds in what was supposed to be 80k zone during through roadworks. And some people doing 110, 120 because the signage was poor. They're now um, they're now getting off their speeding fines. So real, real debacle and um, a lot of paperwork and headaches for police and authorities to sort out.
1: Yeah, uh, massive concerns there. Also on Sunday,
4: there was a house fire in McHale and it caused a significant amount of damage. damage to a property in Gregory Drive uh, after this fire broke out. Um, A a woman has appeared in court over this uh, and she allegedly poured petrol onto the bed, setting it on fire. She's still before the courts, um, but quite a serious blaze out there uh, and a lot of damage done to that uh, property, which is a Holmes West property.
1: Also, Shire of Denmark are in the news this week. Uh, There are discussions about Uh, in regards to banning plastic products at Shire events. So we're talking about about things like water bottles and straws, knives and forks, those kind of things. This follows on from uh, the town
4: of Bassadine up in Perth, banning plastic from their events. Very interesting one, this. The the Shire was set to vote on a... Policy of uh, removing balloons, plastic cups, cutlery—that's kind of stuff from shy run events. But they've deferred that, and they're going to look further review it before council meeting later in the year. So uh, it still might come in, and it's an interesting one to designed to reduce landfill and uh, and waste. So instead of having um, plastic disposable cups, they'd use glass or ceramic ones that can be reused and washed. And instead of plastic straws or balloons, uh, there'd be other options. So very interesting. Denmark's always been in the forefront of these kind of green um, sustainable ideas. So it it probably fits in well there. But it'd be interesting to see how much it costs and and, um, long term the environmental benefits as well. I'd be interested to see the alternatives for... Balloons and straws, what else could you use? Not, maybe there's perhaps these biodegradable options for, for balloons, but I uh, know, yeah, councils in Perth have done the same thing, uh, especially balloons that fly off in their thousands and cause damage and, and wildlife suffer from that. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if other local governments down here, whether the city of Albany looks at a, a similar option, should the Shire uh, take it on board.
1: My favourite time of the week, we catch up with Jim from Albany Rods and Tackle, 40 Sterling Terrace. Jim, how are we looking for the weekend? Now, give me some good news, please.
3: Very nice. Oi. Two days we should. Hopefully, as long as it doesn't change, uh, looking at the long range, good. Excellent. What we like uh, to hear? You know, um, a lot of people probably been out on these other few days leading up to it, so maybe, you know, the fish might be copying a bit of a hammering, but if you have a good look around, I think you should be doing all right. It's... Uh, if you want to head out the coral, you should be getting your good reef species out there. There's been some nice King George in the sound. The squid have turned up in better numbers in the sound. There's some nice sand whiting as well in the sound. So, you know, at the moment it's... Yeah, it's not looking too bad. Not looking too bad at all. Probably in some situations uh, it's not helping much. In the rivers it's probably a bit too calm if you want brim. They like a sort of bit of wind ripple so they're not so spooky. But um, there's definitely a few nice brim about but you probably have to work a lot, lot harder for your brim in the river systems. Uh, Shore-based people, still some salmon about. Still at the favourite spot of everybody. Salmon holes, stick to the beach, of course. But there's been there, there's some caught out at... um, sand patch. If you're willing to walk up and down the steps with your salmon, there's plenty at the sand patch. If, you can if there's a the promise the of
1: lots of fish, I'm sure people were happy to get down
3: and back. No, a lot of them don't like the 530 steps oh. up carrying two salmon. Oh, it's think not of, think much of the fun. Think so of that, 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 fish that, people. Think of the yeah, fish. I know, I know, but that Put them off so another few spots uh, Shelley's is worth a look lowlands is worth a look as well so you know probably your beaches You should better get some nice herring and skippy as well so yeah, you know we've got some really nice conditions coming so sort over of the two days so go and enjoy and the boys
1: uh, done all right recently
3: um the only ones i can't find a lot of information from is out wide because the weather's just been so rubbish but the last you know, the day's just gone past. There'll be quite a few heading out, so hopefully they'll, they'll be able to find the fish out wide. So, as I said, it's till that. But, sure, you know, in close it's been pretty reasonable, and the beaches have been pretty reasonable. So all in all, you know, um, you've got a fantastic weekend coming up, so get use, get make use of it.
1: Albany Rodson Tackle, 40 Sterling Terrace. Jim, this uh, little bit of advice is relevant in Albany at the moment, given what's going on. The road to success... Is always under construction.
3: Yeah. And look at what they've done to it. Middleton Beach, it's a mess.
1: (laughs) Is that the first time in your lifetime that you've seen uh, that amount of work being carried out?
3: Yeah. I try to get down to get to work, and there's traffic blocked up everywhere today. It's an absolute shambles up there this this morning.
1: The last time it's been touched, probably horse and carts were... No, uh... it
3: wasn't quite that bad. (laughs) Not far away, though.
1: No. Early this morning, we had the urchins in from the Little Shop of Horrors, but that's not the only show on this weekend. Plantagenet Players are putting on a show tomorrow night. It is uh, 100% comedy. So uh, really looking forward to getting along to that tomorrow night. And on the line now from Plantagenet Players, I've got Charmaine. Good morning.
5: Good morning,
1: Terry. Tell us a little bit more about tomorrow night's production.
5: Well, I hope you're ready for an evening full of laughter. Um, to just sit back and let the tears roll down your face, um, and as one of our members uh, said, you'll probably laugh so hard that the tears will run down your legs too. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: that's that's a little bit concern, a little bit of a concern there. Now um, you got a good cast there. Actually, my cousin's in it, Brian.
5: Oh wow! There you go. Okay. Well, you better come along and watch um, what Brian gets up to because he he's got a few little antics up his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's a series of uh, sketches there like tomorrow night, is it?
5: It is. Um, it's a variety show. A lot of original material there. Um, and we've got some new members along on stage this time as well, all ready to just entertain for a couple of hours and give everyone a great evening
1: out. 100% comedy t- tomorrow night put on by the Plantagenet Players. And Charmaine, a uh, bit of a change for the organisation because you've moved into new facilities recently.
5: We have. We've got a lovely um, new refurbished hall, the Plantagenet District Hall, um, which will also be used for a number of other different events throughout the coming months and years ahead.
1: Now, tickets. How are they selling for tomorrow night?
5: Look, tickets. Um, we actually are sold out. Oh. Totally okay. sold out. So um, you're very lucky if you have a ticket. Hold on to it. Well, if I'm we're coming. Sold.
1: I'm coming tomorrow <laughs> night. I've got to see Brian. I've. I've uh, you know, obviously, it's, it's very different from uh, his normal routine, so uh, good to see him getting out of his comfort zone.
5: That's, yeah, and a lot of our members, you know, we, we all have quite serious daytime jobs, so it's great to get down there at rehearsals and then our show nights and um, show the cheekier sides of ourselves.
1: Plantagenet players tomorrow night. It is 100% comedy. Unfortunately, it is sold out. But uh, for those heading along tomorrow night, Charmaine, what time do people need to get along?
5: Uh, The show starts promptly at 8pm. So I'd say get there no later than about uh, 7.45. You can come a bit earlier if you like and just sit around and mingle and have a chat. And um, if you want to bring some nibbles along to have on your table and drinks. We do serve a lovely supper as well.
1: Fantastic. Alright. Uh, good to see uh, Plantagenet players back in action. 100% comedy tomorrow night at the, the new facility there in the centre of Mount Barker. Charmaine, thank you very
0: much.
5: Thank
0: you, Terry. Sounds of Albany. Rustler Steakhouse. Now open for lunch and dinner. Sterling Terrace, Albany.
1: On the grill this morning as we finish off the week, we're at $4,160 with the Sound of Albany. And Graham wants to have a lot go. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm terrific. Uh, beautiful sunshine on the way today. Uh, a little bit foggy at this stage as well. How's it around your place? Can you see uh, past that's... 10 metres? Oh, yes, you can, yeah. Okay, Not excellent. No problem. $4,160 on the horizon, Graham. That could be yours if you can tell us what the sound of Albert is and correctly identify it.
5: Uh, could it be a credit card being put in the machine at a
1: A credit card being put in the machine at a Is that one of those uh, machines where you, you, you slid it from left to right? The old school ones? No, no, the ones you put it, put it in the end. Oh, yep. Yep, the newer ones. Yeah. Unfortunately, can't give you any credit. Right, eh? Hey. Sorry, Thank Grave, you. can't give you the money. Right, hey, have a good yep. day. Yeah, you too. It returns Monday. We're at $4,180. It's the sound of Albity for rustlers. More than just a steakhouse. Their new lunch menu is out now. You've got to try the brisket there on Sterling Terrace. We're Triple M.